0: What is going on, everybody? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mike, everything sports related podcast. Today is Saturday, February 12th, 2022, and we are less than 24 hours away. From Super Bowl 56, the LA Rams versus the Cincinnati Bengals. I'm super excited about it and everybody else should be too. This is the first time in a very long time that I feel like there isn't a clear-cut favorite. Everybody loves Joe Burrow. Everybody loves the Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr. story. Um, Even Von Miller. Everyone's happy for Von and everybody's happy for everybody on that Rams team. Sean McVay, so on and so forth. Zach Taylor's kind of getting a redemption story. We're really loving the Jamar Chase T. Higgins and, and, and Joe Burrow connection, um, even though obviously Higgins was from Clemson, but they had a connection all throughout last year. So, you know, it, it's, it's just been a really feel-good story. And, you know, it's been an honor for me being a part of the Super Bowl media credentials Um, This week I've gotten to interview a lot of guys on Cincinnati hopefully after Sunday's game I'll actually be doing press conferences and interviews with players Hopefully of the winning side. We'll see what happens Um, You know, but regardless I would love 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 to interview Matthew Stafford win or loss I love to pick his brain and see everything he has going on there So I'm definitely going to try to do that for you guys and I'm definitely trying to get that there and you can find those interviews only at the ASAP network um, obviously I'll post them on here myself but if you want to see the videos you know in person see the faces see their reactions um, you can find it on the all sports all plays network you can find that on Roku TV Apple TV Facebook Instagram YouTube so on and so forth Tiki everywhere um, and uh, and I hate to throw advertisements down your throat but tonight Please join me at 1252 Sports Entertainment on Facebook or YouTube. Definitely check it out. It's amazing things we're doing over there with Fat Mike, Harry, Fred, Allen, uh, Charnow, and so many other amazing individuals, either from 670 to Score, ESPN 1000, and many more. Mike on the Mic podcast is also over there. We will be covering everything, and we have an interview with Brendan Davis in person Gonna be really excited about it. Um, Definitely check it out again. Twelve fifty two sports entertainment. That's twelve slash fifty two sports entertainment on Facebook. Definitely check it out. Um, But with that being said, we have a great show for you guys today. I'm really excited about it. Courtney Vandersloot. Slut. She's fucking back in the Windy City. I'm so fucking excited about it. Signed a one year deal last night. I was I was on a, I was actually on Harry's show on twelve fifty two when I got the notification the Bulls were playing the Minnesota Timberwolves and beat them and I was super excited about that. We're going to be breaking down the Bulls later today, so definitely wait for that video because we have to talk about the Phoenix Suns. We have to talk about the Charlotte Hornets, the Minnesota Timberwolves, the trade deadline, the rumors about Robin Lopez potentially being bought out and rejoining the Chicago Bulls, which Benny the Bull and I both would fucking love because I missed that man. Um, But with that being said, you know. There's just a lot going on right now, and and a big part that I want to kick off outside of Courtney, outside of Ro- Lopez, outside of everything else is the MLB. The MLB right now is is in the weirdest state it's ever been. Um, you know we're getting exactly what we want, but Rob Manfred is going about it the completely wrong way. And I spoke with Brendan Davis about it, and you guys have obviously either checked out that podcast a few days ago when it dropped, or You can definitely check it out tonight at 1252 Sports Entertainment. When it's in person, you see me, you see Brennan. We have a great conversation. Um, You can see his facial expressions, the certain questions, and certain individuals that we get brought up. Um, He's really excited about it. He had a great show. It's a great friend of mine. So, again, shout out my boy Brennan for coming on the show. Soon we'll be having Cole Franklin on the show. I'm really excited about that as well. Um, And if you haven't checked out the Patrick Wisdom interview, I definitely suggest you do that, too. But it it comes down to it at the end of the day, though, with with Manfred, the MLB Players Association and the MLB are nowhere near getting to where we thought they were. Um, Manfred was supposed to come out, I believe it was Thursday, if I'm not mistaken, Wednesday or Thursday, basically explaining what's going to be going on with spring training. You know, it was going into we're we're in in the 70s now where I believe this is day 72 or 73. Um, and, and we're nowhere close to getting a deal done. Um, Manfred comes out and he says that, you know, now they're going to be changing the rules. The universal DH is officially here. The national league will fully in, in uh, develop the, the DH, pardon me, um, the designated hitter and pitchers are no longer going to be hitting in baseball. I mean, unless you're show hail time, but uh, other than that, you, you, you're not. And, and that's fucking crazy to me. Um, and it's crazy for two reasons. One, it's crazy as a National League guy, as a, as a Chicago Cubs fan, watching guys like like uh, you know Jake Arrieta and so on and so forth just just rake. And seeing John Lester do it in person was was the fucking craziest thing um, I've ever witnessed in my life. And, and it's so much fun when a pitcher can rake. But nine times out of ten. They can't. Uh, So I love it. I love the DH. I think it's great. I think it makes baseball more competitive, more fun. Um, And and honestly, you know, if it comes down to it and you lose in the, you know, in in the NLCS because your last out was Kyle Hendricks, that's no shot at Kyle. I got mad love for Kyle. But if your last out is a pitcher or or someone who notoriously doesn't hit that well, like Kyle Hendricks or someone else, that stings. Now. You know, if Kyle Schwarber can be your last out and potentially hit a fucking grand slam to win you the game with two outs in the bottom of the ninth, that's a fucking hero story. And, and that changes everything. So you, you have to look at it like that. And I think it's, it's well overdue for, for the MLB needing to make the DH universal or just take it away completely uh, because I hated having the American League being able to do one thing and the National League not being able to do the other. That's why the whole run splits are so different throughout the year, so on and so forth. Um, But it, it comes down to it at the end of the day is that that's not really the entirety of what the players are looking for right now Something else that Rob Bamford said is going to be implemented is the draft lottery They are not going to be doing tanking anymore It will be just like the NBA It is a lottery You know what I mean? It is not like the NFL where it's, you know, your record is your record and that's the pick you get Um, it is pretty much, there's going to be, I don't know how it's going to be implemented, but I assume it's going to be like the NBA and just a bunch of balls and a fucking thing. And then it goes down and and that's, and that's how it goes. But, um, you know, with that being said, like, I, I want to know, like put in the comments, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you're listening to this, Apple podcast, Spotify, how do you guys feel about that? Because for me personally, I love tanking. I love tanking for many reasons because I'm a big scout guy. I'm a big I love farm systems. I love single, double, triple, all international, all around the board. Every single group I follow—the Iowa Cubs, the the Tennessee Smokies, so on and so forth—I follow all of them. You know the Emerald, the Emeralds for a while. I followed um, the Pelicans, so on and so forth. All the Cubs, international and national teams, I follow, um, and, and I make sure to make it to a point. To make sure that I know all of these guys because you never know when one is going to slip through the cracks. And one guy who's been sitting in single A for the last 10 years could end up being your next all-star at the Chicago Cubs. We saw Wilson Contreras sitting in the minors for almost 10 plus years before getting brought up. It, it just comes down to it at the end of the day is, you know, how, how much do you want it? And you have to follow these guys to a T. Um, you know, so to me, you know, I, I, I will miss, you know, the, okay, we're going to tank and then we're going to get it because that's exactly what Theo Epstein's plan was. That's what Theo Epstein implemented with the Boston Red Sox. That's what he did with the Chicago Cubs. You know, we're going to tear it all down, tank out, and then we're going to build everything up. And now it comes down to it to where you might be able to tear it all down and you might tank, but you might not get a top five pick. And, and that's fucking terrifying. If I'm, you know, Baltimore or Detroit or someone along those or the pirates or someone along those lines, because it's like, fuck, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's hard enough for these guys to draft accordingly when they have the number one overall pick. But now they have to go all the way to potentially, you know, two through 10. Like that's they're they're going to get fucked. And and that's the reality of the situation. But I don't know, honestly, I, I think, you know, at the end of the day. They're going to do what they're going to do, but the Players Association definitely isn't going to stop here. I think, obviously, a big part of it, and Brendan Davis and I spoke about it. um, I've spoke with Cole Franklin about it, Patrick Wisdom. Um, a couple other guys throughout the Chicago Cubs organization and just throughout the league and just having conversations about, you know, what the real end goal is. And obviously, you know, having a universal DH, having a lottery so tanking isn't established. You know, players are pissed. Players don't want to go to teams or get traded to teams where, you know, they're going to have to suck for four to five years. And especially guys who are in their 30s, guys who aren't, are no longer in their primes, and some of them who are in their primes and, and don't want to be wasting their primes winning 50 to 70 games a year like that's that's something that you know everyone's trying to avoid right now and ownerships and and front offices don't give a shit about that they are down the tank and they are doing whatever they have to do um and they'll even keep you down in the minors as long as they can until they start contending because that's just how it is um and so it is nice you know to know that there is a draft lottery tanking won't be as hardcore as it once was um even though i still think it will i, I honestly still think it will unless you know the lottery proves like holy shit like kind of like the New Orleans Pelicans or like the Bulls with Derrick Rose you know you have that 1% chance of getting the number 1 overall pick and you do that's when you're going to start to see things now if the worst team still ends up getting the number 1 overall pick then it's kind of like, all right, fuck it. We can go back to doing what we were doing, and this is just a label. But I still think there's a lot more they want to do. Obviously, arbitration rules, free agency rules, um, you know, the rookie deals, You know, having to be on the same team for seven to eight years, it's just too long. And Brendan and I spoke about it, again, check it out tonight on 1252 Sports Entertainment, or check it out on the podcast here. It's already been up. Um, it's Brendan Davis interview number three, if I'm not mistaken, um, which is crazy. But it, it's something to where... We really look at it and we really have to understand, like, you know, in the the NHL, you're a free agent after two years. In the NFL, it's four years, Uh, potentially five, depending on if they pick up your fifth year option, if you're a first round draft pick. Um, You know, in, in the NBA, it's four years. So you have to have the same concept of everybody else. It's two to four years and potentially a fifth, seven to eight is fucking ridiculous. And I completely agree with the Players Association that that's just not right. Um, Ken Rosenthal, one of the greatest reporters ever, you know, for for the sport, gets fired by Rob Manfred just for being critical on Rob Manfred. He didn't say anything out of pocket. He didn't say anything that was viewed as disrespectful. He just said something that Rob didn't agree with, so he fired him, and and that's fucking ridiculous. We need a change in leadership within the commissioner's office. I'm tired of Manfred. I'm tired of everything he's doing. Um, The fact that it's taken this long for the DH to even get here and and it's taking a 70 plus day lockout for him to even have that conversation is fucking ridiculous. Um, And that's not even the main problem. They told you what the main problems are and you started fixing other things that we asked about, you know, in in previous years. That's toxic. That is negative. And and I I truly do believe that we need change because it's just it's just a horrible environment to be in. Um, And and I, I just honestly, in my opinion, I don't see how this guy can stay much longer. Personally, I've said it time and time again, this is not just me as a Cubs fan speaking, this is me as a baseball fan. I want Theo Epstein to be the commissioner of baseball. That's just truly how I feel. I, I think he'd be amazing. I think he knows what he's doing. He's a player-friendly guy. He's an office work guy. You know, you know, he, he takes care of his people. He's that guy. He understands the way the league works and the way it should be ran. He understands contracts. He understands financial structure. He understands everything else. And all my Cubs fans can attest, he's even willing to throw a little bit of money at things he shouldn't. That's the reality of the situation. People should be getting paid more. And and this isn't me saying that the players should be getting paid more. Now, I do think minor league players should be taken care of a lot better than they are. Um, But major league guys, you know what I mean? Like, you got to earn those contracts. Now, in the minors, there, there is no way in hell that minor league players should be sleeping in their cars, sleeping in motels, going day to day, just not knowing where they're going to live or not knowing how they're going to eat, living paycheck to paycheck, having to work multiple jobs. That shouldn't be because if, if you're investing in that player, you need to protect that player. Allow him to build himself up. I'll say this right now. Here's here's how I look at it. I love the Ricketts. I love the Ricketts. But I'll say this. If there is a player in the Chicago Cubs farm system who is living in their car or, 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 you know, living in a crappy motel or living paycheck to paycheck, we own a hotel. That being the Ricketts, you own businesses, rent out in Arizona or in Mesa or wherever their training facilities are, Iowa, Tennessee, you know, so on and so forth. Rent out a hotel, rent out a, an apartment complex. And say, hey, listen, this is truly how I view it. This is, this is me speaking to you guys right now. Not saying they have to do this, but this is what I would do. You rent out that apartment complex and you allow players, hey, you don't have to stay here. You can go live wherever you want to live if you're making that amount of money and you can afford to be wherever you want to be. If you need to be here financially, here is a rent-free space. Or hell, even if you do charge them rent, just don't charge them that much hundred bucks a month, something like that. Full facilities, full cleaning, full everything, just allow it. And, and and then you can just have them focus on their game and you can build that player into what you want them to be without them having to worry about X, Y, and Z. That's the way it should be. That's truly how I see it. And th- but let's not sit here and be like, well, an apartment complex is expensive. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, sure it is. But if you buy it, Then it's yours. You know what I mean? Like you are billionaires, not just the Ricketts. This is just all owners in general. Billionaires. Be better. Be better. Now, I'm not saying you have to have a room for every single player. You know what I mean? But it comes down to it to where it's like if that's your financial situation and you need help, they should be given that help. You shouldn't have guys on the MLB rosters like Bryce Harper and Mike Trout making 400 to $500 million and this guy's living in his fucking car. That's fucking ridiculous. And it shouldn't be happening. And, and to me, it's sickening to even have be having to have this conversation because that's not something that should even be happening. We're sitting here today talking about an MLB player made it through high school, made it through college, made it through the, you know, you leagues and everything else, the travel ball, just to still be in the same crappy hotels that he was in all those years and he's in the majors, that's fucking ridiculous. And, and, it's, and it's horrible. It's horrible. And, and I understand you can't sit here and pay every single one of these guys $100,000. And that's completely understandable. And that's fine. If you're a single A player, obviously you have to get paid according to your value. But there shouldn't be such a huge gap in between that. You shouldn't be getting paid $20,000 to be in a major league system. I mean, that's not livable. That the, the expense of living is, is fucking at a minimum nowadays. fifty to $70,000, depending on where you're at. These guys, they get sent to random states they've never been to. In random towns with with not you know not all job opportunities. Some of them are in the middle of bumblefuck nowhere. They don't know where they are, they don't know what to do, and, and it's like you just expect them to pick up everything and go and then leave them out to dry when when shit's tough. And and that's that's where I think a lot of the players are coming from. Brennan and I had that conversation, many other individuals and I have had that conversation. It's just It's just very critical. And I'm not saying that, you know, fully speaking for Brennan, you can definitely check out that interview and see how he feels, but I've expressed how I felt and I didn't hear any backlash about it from anybody. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's the reality of the situation. So I think we all need to look at it from that perspective and just understand at the end of the day, there needs to be real change. And you can throw, you know, here's the DH and here's, here's a lottery. Here's all this. You can throw whatever you want at us. But it doesn't change the fact from the reality that there's guys out here that are struggling. There's guys out here that need help. And you're just completely ignoring it. Or there's guys out here that just want to get their bank for their buck. And you're not allowing it because they have to be in the same organization for eight years. And mind you, the craziest part about it. Alright, so check it out. Wilson Contreras has been with the Chicago Cubs for how many years? You can guess. I I want everybody to guess. And if you know, you know I'm proud of you. But if not, he's been in there for over 10 years. Because here's what happens. You'll go to the miners, and you'll sit there until they're ready to bring you up. When they bring you up, that's when your six to seven year window starts. So his window started in 2016, mid-2016. I believe, what was it, boys? Like May June, something like that, when they brought him up, first game hit a home run, won our hearts ever since. Willie, um, got to love him. But it, it comes down to it is where, you know, he was in the minors for almost 10 years. That's fucking insane. So on top of those 10 years, you know, he comes into the league already the age of like, what, 25, 26, something like that. And now he's in his 30s and he's just becoming a free agent for the first time. You Who knows what would have happened? So really, you're, you're sitting in the minors for as long as they want you to, or until as long as they're contending. Then your window starts. That's crazy to me. And by the time you get out, you're what? Like Patrick Wisdom, he just had his rookie year, his first full rookie year. He's 30 years old. So by that logic, you know what I mean? It's like, it comes down to it at the end of the day. Um, if that was the team that had drafted him, he would have to sit in there for as long as he could. Now, obviously, the Cubs signed him to uh, a deal, so it's different. But, like, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. And, and that's, that's where I'm confused. That's where I'm trying to understand and be better at what I do because I'm trying to comprehend what the fuck is going on right now throughout the league and nothing makes sense to me. So I I think there needs to be a lot of change. I think we're nowhere near close to doing it. And I'm supposed to go with my best friends, Robert and Imani, um, to, uh, to, to Mesa, Arizona for spring training. We were going to plan it out. We were going to go. It was going to be so much fun. I was going to catch up with Brennan. I was going to catch up with Cole, catch up with Patrick, check out the guys, see how everything's going, Ed Howard, Um, you know, Nick Madrigal and so many other amazing players that I'm excited to see. I wish Miguel Amaya was a part of it, but unfortunately he had the Tommy John surgery. So I doubt he'll be ready anytime soon. Um, but it's definitely something to where you have to look at it and be like, man, like that, that, that ruins everything. I don't want to buy spring training tickets right now because there might not even be a fucking spring training. And that is insane. Players are going to get hurt. Players are going to be fatigued all season long. And, and it's just going to continue to be a battle. It, just like COVID. Just like COVID in 2020 when, when everything first went down and players were getting hurt. Noah Syndergaard, so many others had Tommy John surgery. For what reason? That being the reason that they had a shortened spring training. Everything got shut down. They all got their arms ready. Then bam, shut down the season. Didn't work out. Bam. Here we go again. All your bullshit. Now it's like, you know, the COVID thing, it's different. Practices are different. Training's different. Everything's different. So it's like, this is the same reason. And it's worse, to be honest, because it's like, you just might not have it at all. At least these guys, you know, reported the camps. You know, players are going to report. Players are going to show up. And they're going to train with each other, whether or not the coaching staff and the facilities are open and everything else. Brennan's made that clear. He's showing up whenever he's supposed to show up, without a doubt. So shout out to Brennan and the guys, but uh, the guys, but it comes down to it at the end of the day that it it definitely just needs to be better. It just needs to be better. And and I'm really, really upset about that, that, you know, it's taken this long 70 plus days and we just, you know, you just came out publicly to say something that's fucking ridiculous. But, you know, moving on to the next topic, we're going to talk about shloot. Courtney Vandersloot, love her so much. Um, You know, hopefully that means Allie Quigley, her wife, is coming back as well on a one-year deal, I would hope. Um, You know, obviously they're married and they just won a championship together. Courtney's been here for a very long time. um, So I don't really see her wanting to go anywhere else um, in the long term. But I, I think it comes down to, you know... What Ali wants and what they want as a family, and, and I think that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like Ali, first of all, the three-point shot on Ali Quigley is outstanding, and, and the and the floor general leadership out of out of Courtney is something out of this world. They're one of my favorite backcourts, and, and I love every minute of them. Um, but it, 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 I really needed this. I really needed this. We got Kalia Copper back. That's perfectly fine. We lost Stephanie Dolson. Um, you know, and, and there still are a couple free agents out there that, you know, we have no idea what's going to happen with them. Um, right now, you know, we, we really do look at it and, and we have to ask like, what's going to happen with diamond to Shields? So right now, Dolson's gone. Copper's here. Vander here. It's just Quigley into shields that we really don't know what's going to happen. Um, obviously Stephanie Dolson signed with the New York Liberty and everything else went down with that. Um, Brianna Stewart is remaining in her uh, respected team instead of going to her hometown in New York. And I thought they were going to make a super team over there, but she's remaining with Sue Bird just to run it back one final time. And I think that's a respect thing to Sue Bird. Um, But one of the greats. But it comes down to it. What's going to happen? And if it came down to it. Are you really willing to give Diamond to Shields a contract over Quigley and separate that backcourt? I I give it to Quigley 10 times out of 10. I love Diamond. She's great, Um, you know, and and she's done a lot for this team. But honestly, right now, you know, the the way she was, I'm going to say this in a respectful way, the way she was managed in the WNBA finals and just throughout that entire playoff run and that season – It's not that she wasn't important, but you can go without her. You know what I mean? Like it it, it was, it came down to it to where it was, if you were playing Dana Evans and she's been on the podcast before as well, if you want to check out those episodes, you definitely can. Um, But it's, it comes down to it to where if Dana needs to step up, I'm fully competent that Dana can fill that role that, that that she was playing as well. Now let's not get it twisted. Diamond had an all-star season. Diamond had an amazing go with the Chicago Sky. Um, she just didn't live up to it, you know, and, and that's no disrespect to her. It, it's just that's just the way it goes. That's just the way it goes sometimes, and and it's hard to do that. It really is. Um, and and not to get into another controversial statement, but it's it's really hard when you're not really making a lot of money um, in the WNBA as a whole, unless you're a select few: Candace Parker, Diana Taurasi, uh, Sue Bird, so on and so forth. But it comes down to it to where it's like, you know, if they got, you know, better training facilities, if they had more money to be able to spend on their body the way LeBron James, Chris Paul and many others spend on their body, maybe we're having a different conversation. Um, you know, even Derrick Rose back in the day, Derrick Rose, you know, being able to even still play today, I think a big part of it is because of the amount of money and work he put into recovering his knee injuries, recovering from from everything he battled and just eating right and getting a nutritionist and. You know, when you're making 50000 to to $100,000 a year, that's good money. Don't get me wrong. I'll take it 10 times out of 10 any day because that's who I am. But, you know, as a professional athlete and you look around the rest of the leagues and, and the men's organizations, the MLB, NHL, NFL, and NBA, so on and so forth, Major League Soccer, Major League Lacrosse is kind of similar to the WNBA to where it's like they don't get paid um, that much. And, and that, that speaks volumes to... You know, how did they continue to perform and why they're short-lived careers and I'm not saying that's diamonds case I'm just saying you give her, you know, all the all the materials in the world to be the best version of herself And I promise you she probably would have balled out Um, But you know, she faced injuries. She faced a lot of things going on and it's not easy going through that stuff alone Nonetheless, you know when you're working a nine-to-five type job pay so that's a whole different conversation for a different day Um, but right now truly you know, I was I was in on Lim- Liz Cambage. I thought Liz Cambage was definitely someone we should go after. Um, we definitely had that conversation. We know now she is signed to another team. She is committed to the Los Angeles Sparks. So that's fucking insane. Um, I They're going to be solid. They're going to be solid. I'm, we're just going to leave it at that. We're going to do our predictions of the WNBA and what teams are going to go where. But I'm just so happy Courtney's back. Um, you know, it, it truly is exciting to know that, you know, she's not going anywhere because um, I, I'm planning on being in as many games as I can this year. I'm not fucking around. You know what I mean? Like last year, I got to go to a select few. I got to be a part of the WNBA finals, which is fucking amazing. Chance the Rapper and so many others were there. It was a dope experience. Justin Fields, uh, Roquan Smith, Darnell Mooney, a lot of guys were there. Uh, the Chicago Bulls, Zach Levine, DeMar DeRozan, so on and so forth. They all showed up. They all showed out. Um, You even saw it for the Mercury. You know, you saw Chris Paul, Devin Booker. Uh, Jay Crowder and many others being there, it was dope. It was a dope experience. But um, you know, with that being said, you know I still think the sky do have a ways away to go uh, to be able to run this back, especially with how other teams have implemented and just kind of ran it back with their cores, or even brought in others like the New York Liberty bringing in Stephanie Dolson. I think is huge. Um, So I'm really excited about it. I know James Wade is that guy, and I know he's going to be able to put together a good roster because I do believe in him as a coach. Candace Parker is going to be Candace Parker. Um, you know, Kalia Copper, finals MVP. I have big, big hopes and aspirations for her going into the season. Now, here's the thing. Here's the misconception that I hate. Just because someone won finals MVP, do not put this label on them that they're going to be MVP of the following season. Andre Iguodala of the Golden State Warriors is a perfect example of that. You can have an amazing series and still be the player that you are. The difference with Kalia is Kalia is only 27 years old. Kalia is is praised by Candice Parker and many other respected women in this league. Um, So I'm really excited to see how she continues to develop the kind of player she becomes because she is on a multiple-year deal with the Chicago Sky. Now, she got courted, but we ended up working on a multiple-year deal. I believe it's a two-year deal, if I'm not mistaken. Um, But I'm really excited about it. I think this is going to be dope. I can't wait for May for the season to kick off. I think it's going to be a great experience. I, I hope we can run it back. Um, You know, even if we don't make it to the WNBA finals, you know, if if we can just be contenders and just be legitimate, I think that's going to be so much fun. You know, Diana Taurasi's pissed off. You know, Brittany Griner's pissed off. Um, You know, you still got Elena and many others out there that I'm excited to see how they continue to develop. Um, You know, Stewart and others like the list goes on. Um, it's, It's crazy. Connecticut's out there. Connecticut's still doing their thing. Um, so we we really do need to pay attention to these teams and take them very seriously because I mean they're good they're good they're competent and honestly we were underrated going into last year and now going into it you know we lose Diamond we pot we potentially lose Quigley we lost Dawson I mean. If we, were, if we were underrated before, we're definitely going to be underrated going into this season. Um, but I'm really excited about it. Just bought my Candace Parker jersey, pre ordered it. They're the fucking hardest, honestly, honest to God. Derek Rose, Michael Jordan, Walter Payton, Justin Fields, let's name a few others <laughs> Anthony Rizzo, Chris Bryant, Javier Baez, uh, Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taze. The list goes on. You know, Tim Anderson all these other guys, Chris Sale even. I have never in my life found it harder to get a jersey than Candace Parker on the Chicago Sky. They sell like fucking hotcakes. I just got one, it's the black pinstriped one. It's real dope, real clean. was—I had to pre-order. I had to pre-order it. I had to pre-order it. And just because every time they go on sale, they fucking sell. They sell like nobody's business. And it's fucking insane. It's fucking insane. So um, yeah, that's that's definitely something I'm really excited about. I'm excited about the twenty twenty two season, and I think it's gonna be a great experience. I think the Chicago Sky are gonna compete. Um, hopefully, we can run it back. I think Courtney Vandersloot is a great first step in the right direction because obviously, I think personally, I don't know. I don't know because it's a one year deal. I don't know because it's like, I I would like to say if you get Courtney, you get Allie. If you get Allie, you get Courtney cause they're married and they probably would want to stay together. Um, but the fact that she signed a one year deal kind of makes me feel like at the end of the day, like, okay, maybe it's so Allie can go somewhere else on a one year deal. Then they can regroup in the next year say, Hey, maybe I liked it here or may, maybe I liked it here or maybe we should just stay or something along those lines. I have no idea. I'm just confused. I'm confused. So I'm hoping we get quickly on another one-year deal, and then we can worry about this going into 2023, which we'll also have to worry about. Candace Parker being a free agent, and many others being a free agent, and then we'll probably have a completely different look of a team. Um, but with that being said, you know, it, it's definitely something exciting. It's definitely something that I think we're going to have to worry about in the future. Um, but just having fun right now. So welcome back, Salut. We missed you. Um, it, you weren't gone long, but we we definitely missed you, and we felt it once we lost Dawson. Um, so, Copper, Sloop, congratulations, welcome back to the Chicago Sky. Diamond, whatever happens, I'll always be rooting for you, um, whether it's here or somewhere else. And Quigley, please come back, please come home. I need that three ball, I need it. Um, so with that being said, you know, we're definitely gonna change the subject and change the narrative to the Chicago Bulls. Really quick, before we get into any of these games that we have to recap, we just did it the other day, now we're going to have to be talking about the Suns I said earlier, the Hornets last night against the Timberwolves. You know, DeMar DeRozan, bodying and Patrick Beverly called him a little ass boy. Fucking insane. It was a great game. Great win. I was actually supposed to be at that game with my boy Paul, um, but I didn't get a chance to go because I just I had a lot going on. Um, but it, it was just something to where... You know, you, you watch these games and you watch them doing this without Lonzo Ball, without Demar, uh, not Demar, uh, without Alex Caruso, without Patrick Williams, without Derrick Jones Jr. You know, the list goes on of guys that are out right now. And and right now, the idea is that we're probably going to have everybody back mid-March, um, which is fairly soon. Right now, it is currently February 12th, so we're a little bit of a, about a month away, a month and some change away from this team being complete. Six to eight weeks. You know, that's that's been the. That's been the idea this whole time. It's been about three to four. Um, So I'm really excited about that. I think, you know, getting these guys back truly is exactly what we need right now. Um, And, you know, Patrick Williams, obviously, it's a different situation. And and probably Alex Caruso as well with the whole rehab stint. Honestly, all of them. You got to see how their rehab goes. Um, But I have high hopes for all of them. Let's talk about the the elephant in the room, though. Obviously, we talked about the NBA trade deadline the other day. um, And it was super fun you know, obviously James Harden to Philly with Paul Millsap, and then you have Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond going to the Nets with KD and Kyrie. Uh, It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a lot of fun, especially if Joe Harris can get back in the mix with that nasty ankle injury. Um, Prayer's up for him, but it it comes down to it. You know, what are we anticipating the Bulls to do? They didn't make a single move. Didn't make a single move. Uh, That's perfectly fine. You know, People, people don't understand. Here's, here's where I don't understand with a lot of these narratives for the Chicago Bulls. Everyone's looking at them like, oh, you gotta do something. You gotta do something. Why? Why do I have to do anything? Explain to me why I need to make a single move. It just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Because the way I look at it is, I have a young core. I don't want to give them up. Kobe White's 22. Patrick Williams is 20. You know what I mean? Ayo Desumu is 22. Why should I have to give up anybody? Anybody at all? Please explain it to me. In the first year, we, our rebuild's over, yes. Don't get it twisted. We're sitting at the third seed, and we have half of our roster out injured. Billy Donovan's doing his thing. Arturis is doing his thing. But, it, it, you know, DeMar, the big three, and DeMar, Zach, and, and Vooch, they're, they're doing their thing. And by the way, shout out to Nikola Vucevic. Because I was very critical on him in the first half of the first half. I hate saying that, but it, it's you get what I'm saying? The first half of the season for Nikola Vucevic has, has flipped into an entire 180. The first half of the season so far, you know, I was like, dude, what the fuck? Is Vuce the odd man out? Did he not know how to play? Did he not know how to do this because of how he was in Orlando? He doesn't know how to play with a bunch of guys. Second half of this half, he's fucking double-doubles pretty much every single night. Balling. He's not even shooting the three ball as much. He's in the paint. He's being big. So I'm loving that from Vooch. He's really getting back to what he was in Orlando and what he was with the Bulls last year. Um, and I've been very critical of him, but I'm going to give him his flowers when it's due. You know, he, he, he's really turned it up, and he's a big part of why we're winning these games against the Hornets, against the Minnesota Timberwolves. And, you know, I know those names aren't normally, you know, spoken about, you know, when they're talking about contending teams, but let's be real here. Lomelo Ball is an all-star. You know what I mean? You know, Miles Bridges isn't too far along from being on that same road. You know, they're a contending team. You look at the Minnesota Timberwolves, they have a big three, and it's a sneaky big three. D'Angelo Russell, Anthony Edwards, and Carl Anthony Towns? If they can build a bench around that and get a couple more shooters on the perimeter, they have a nasty young core. And I'm really excited about it. And, and for Vooch to be, be able to play the way he did, I mean, that's just fucking amazing. So I'm really excited about that. I'm really excited to continue to see these guys flourish and continue to see these guys just ball out. Um, and, and, and it's going to be really exciting. Now, what do the Bulls have to do, in my opinion? And I've said it time and time again. Robin Lopez. Ladies and gentlemen, I think Robin Lopez is the answer to all of our prayers. Obviously, you know, we've been critical on Vooch, but Vooch is really the only big man on this team this year. So far, Robin Lopez this year has been a stud. He's averaging eight points, three rebounds, or basically four rebounds, and one assist a game um, in Orlando with, with them. So I, d- I don't see them keeping him. I see him being bought out because right now, you know, they just traded for Bol They have Mobamba. They already have Wendell Carter Jr., what the fuck is the purpose of Robin Lopez being there other than a veteran leadership? And Robin's not in a point in his career where he just wants to be a vet. He wants a chip. He wants to win another championship. He wants to contend. We all know who Robin is. You know, he's just like Brooke. They want to contend. Um, so I, I truly do see him getting bought out. Now, where he goes, I think there's a variety of places he can go. But one place I think, you know, that, that'll always be near and dear to his heart is Chicago. I truly do believe that. I, I think he's going to be solid here. I think bringing back Robin Lopez is the best thing for the Chicago Bulls right now, and I think it could be a lot of fun. Um, you know, having him on the bench, I mean, let, let, let's talk about the team when they're fully healthy. You got Billy Donovan coaching. Arturis is running the show. <laughs> let's talk about this roster. This roster, you're starting five. You got Lonzo Ball at your one, Zach Levine at your two. DeMar DeRozan at your three. Patrick Williams at your four. Nikola Vucevic at your five. Then we're going to go down to the bench. We're going to name some names. And you guys tell me how you think we're going to play. Alex Caruso. Kobe White. Io Desumu, Javante Green. Robin Lopez. Derrick Jones Jr. Tony Bradley. I mean, shit. Why not? Why not us? You bring in that big and everybody else gets healthy, and the puzzle's complete. There's no way in this world that there's any team that's deeper than us. There's not. I truly don't think so. I think the Miami Heat are the only team that you could say all around the board are more complete. I I truly feel that way. I think Milwaukee um, is also a conversation, but when it comes to the bench, when it comes to bench mob, Chicago, which, by the way, before we continue with the video— I want to say shout out to Benchmop Chicago for sponsoring this video, Benchmop Chicago. You can find them on Facebook, Instagram, on their website, benchmobchicago.com. They do everything Chicago Bulls bench up to date, sponsored by Javante Green, who wears their wristbands and their gear before every game and during pregame and shoot around. You can definitely check them out. They make amazing merch, Benchmop Chicago, Shy slam pajama hoodies, everything. Hoodies, beanies, wristbands, the whole nine, t-shirts. It's awesome. I love everything about them. They do this fun game called Bench Mobber of the Night. If you don't know what Bench Mobber of the Night is, they pick the best bench player from the Chicago Bulls on every single game. You know, normally for a while it was Kobe White, Alex Caruso, and Ayle Desumu, but now with two of those guys out. You know, I mean, Kobe's really been flourishing, but he's been in the starting role as well. So it's been going to a lot of random guys. So it's been a lot of fun. It's been really exciting. They do everything from box scores to trades, waivers, COVID lists, everything. They they will keep you up to date to not only you know everything Chicago Bulls, but kind of NBA in, as a whole. And, and and it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, pre-game stuff, you know, after-game stuff, they are there. And he's an amazing individual that owns the show or owns the uh, page part of me. Um, I've spoken with them multiple times. They've sent me dope care packages. You can see me on my Facebook, Instagram, following them, sharing their stuff. So definitely check out, again, Bench Mob Chicago. Thank you for always supporting Mike on the mic. We couldn't be doing this without you. So back to the video, though. You know, looking at our bench, our Bench Mobbers. who's going to stop us? Who's going to stop us if we bring in Robin Lopez to just rebound and and play big? That's what we know he can do. That's what we know he's accustomed to doing. So at the end of the day, it's like, you know, who's deeper than us? You know what I mean? We have a big three. With Lonzo, it's arguably a big four. The same way you look at Milwaukee. Are they a big three? Well, do you classify True Holiday as a big three on paper? No. But when you look at what True Holiday brings to that Milwaukee Bucks team, it's a big three. It really is. Because he plays his role. That's what Lonzo Ball does. So the Bulls really have a big fucking four. And you really still don't know what you have in Patrick Williams yet. And if a couple years go by and he turns out to be a fucking all-star, your whole fucking starting five is a bunch of fucking dogs. That's especially if you keep Zach Levine. But, hey, extend Levine. Um, but, you know, with that being said, though, like, I'm just excited about this. man. I, I think, you know, there's rumors about Enes Cantor joining the Bulls. There's rumors about Paul Millsap and so many others. Um, Robin Lopez to me is the number one candidate though Robin's been here before He understands this system He understands what we need to be um, and, and he understands this organization Him and Benny the Bull miss each other I bet they do um, There's no doubt in my mind um, But So I'm really excited about that And I just think at the end of the day We need to bring in another guy Because it's, it's going to come and bite us in the ass When you have to play Milwaukee Who has number one Giannis Antetokounmpo He's a big motherfucker. In the, in, I mean, he's the Greek freak. Then you got Bobby Portis. Then you got Brooke Lopez, you know, his twin brother, uh, Robin Lopez's twin brother. Then you have Sergi Baca, who they just added. You know what I mean? They had Boogie Cousins. They have bigs. They're doing their thing. Um, I believe they dropped Boogie, but it's still, at the end of the day, like, they're, they're doing their thing. Um, in a very effective level. They are a big team. You look at the Miami Heat. They're a big team. You got Bam out of Bio. You got all these other guys on this roster that are just big. They can outplay you physically. Um, you look at the Nets. You know what I mean. The Nets aren't huge, but you know now they have Drummond. Now they have Aldrich. They have KD. They are a bigger team. Even you know fucking um uh, he's his fucking name Blake Griffin. I almost called him Ben. Blake Griffin's a fucking big guy. So I mean he's not gonna fucking you know out rebound us, but. It comes down to it to where, you know, if we're getting exhausted and we're getting bodied by all four of those guys and they wanna play big on our small ball, you know, we're not really gonna have anything for that. That's what we need to account for. Ben Simmons is damn near fucking seven feet tall. How the fuck I forget about that? That's what I'm fucking talking about. We need to level the playing field. And honestly, we're not far from doing it. We just need all these guys back and Robin Lopez or just a big. And, and with that being said, that's really where I'm going to leave this episode for today. I want to see what you guys think. What big or what guys should we buy out um, from a franchise? You know, going into the next week. What do you guys want to do? How do you see this moving forward? And what do you think the Chicago Bulls are going to land in the seedings when it's all said and done? So, with that being said, again, thank you guys for listening. This is Mike Hughes from Mike on the Mic. Definitely check out tonight's episode on Facebook or YouTube at twelve fifty two Sports Entertainment. That's twelve slash fifty two. Sports entertainment. You can find it on Facebook. Definitely just check it out. It's a page. You can join the group. Um, I share it all the time. If you want to go on my Facebook, you can find it. I share it. It'll be right there on my timeline. With that being said, thank you guys for listening. Peace.